You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Well, hello once again to another episode of I Got I'm That One. I'm going to have to interrupt you there and dock you five points. Oh, what I did I do? I think I'm getting this game wrong somehow. Yeah, I think I, I think not, so, something's not quite working here. I think we forgot the rules a little bit. Huh? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, let me uh, start again since we're so rudely interrupted. Rudely. So rude. <laughs> uh, this is a, yet another episode of I Got That One. Yes, and we are finally into the second round. Yes, so now the questions are getting harder. The teams have been pared down to the best possible ones they could be. Yeah. And goodness was a weird beginning, wasn't it? It was a weird beginning. So we had St. John's Cambridge up against Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, St. John's, we saw them very recently in the highest yeah. scoring losers. Um, and also, I think they were one of the last few teams to go in the first round. They were the first of the best scoring losers. I think they did the same thing last season. Yeah. Because Imperial were the first ones to play. And I think that they were the first of the best scoring losers yeah, to win. Yeah, I think it was something like that as well. So um, we've seen St. John's now uh, three times. Yeah, wow. I think pretty close proximity to each other in terms of the matches they've played. Uh, Queen Mary, it's been some time. It's been a while. Yeah, and I would have to say that... Um, Queen Mary, even in their first outing, uh, they weren't super high. I think they came in with 115. To 100, yeah. Which was lower than uh, St. John's losing score, right? It was it was less than uh, all of the best-scoring losers. And yeah. in fact, some people who didn't qualify for best-scoring losers scored higher. Yeah, exactly. And it was not just Queen Mary. I think mm. we have a number of teams that made it into the second round whose winning scores were less than 140 or 130. Yeah, which is not necessarily any indication of quality. It could just be that it was a harder match, that it was more tightly fought. Slow questions. It's very slow questions because it is quite noticeable now that Paxman is definitely asking his questions slower yeah. than he did in the past. Yeah, I think watching some of the very kind of older clips, um, I can definitely see the difference there, how much faster the questions used to come. Yeah, and well, look, he is now in his early 70s. Yeah. Uh, we do know that he has been diagnosed with Parkinson's. So look, yeah, yeah. there are some... Uh, considerations to be held into account and it's not like he's you know i think lost his edge yeah i think still you know articulating questions perfectly fine mm-hmm. um yeah but there were some issues that people had with paxman which i think we do need to discuss uh but we will get into yeah. that uh, later mm-hmm. so we've seen st john's previously so we don't really talk about that much queen mary we saw them against oxford brooks and like we said, it wasn't the best scoring. Mm-hmm. I remember commenting that if Oxford Brooks had interrupted less, they probably would have won. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they were 15 points behind and interrupted it three or four times. Yeah, and, and exactly. They would have equalized at the very least. Yeah, or even sure. kind of edged out for a win. Um, but I think, you know, really this came to show that St. John's really was a stronger team. I think every single one of the players uh, contributed. Um, they all had very defined strengths. I think they communicated really well. Um, overall, just the stronger team. Yeah, I think we can't really be uh, any fairer than that. St. John's have been absolutely phenomenal. It's really fun to watch too. I really like this team. Oh yeah, I mean, it's really nice when we have a team who are not just, you know, strong in questions, but also charismatic. Yeah, yeah, and interesting to watch yeah, and get, really get to en- Yeah, you really get to enjoy the kind of the way they talk to each other yeah. and you can see kind of little factions working together. Yeah. I especially enjoy whenever it's uh, classical music where <laughs> Oyang and Chan just really kind of put their heads on and, and really start... Yeah. Scratching their heads, whereas um, the other two just kind of just kind of sit there it. and kind of go, 
Is this one like? No? Okay. I don't know. They just kind of spectate at that point. Yeah, but that's, they, great. that's not to say that they're freeloaders. They no, definitely no. have something to give when it comes to other elements. Yeah. So we've already said this, I think, the last time they played. But definitely, I would say this is a team to watch. Mm-hmm. Chan is a phenomenal team captain. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And everyone really... I feel like it's definitely... Everyone a, pulls their weight, yeah, in this team. The whole is very much greater than some of its parts. Yeah, and it's those teams that I think are the best to watch. Uh, but that's not to say that Queen Mary... Um, I thought they had a pretty good start, actually. I thought they came in with some very impressive starters. Uh, but I think over time, they did lose a bit of steam. Uh, they did lose 10 points. Um, and towards the end, I, I could see in particular Deal looking a little bit defeated. Um, Udaya Kumar also tried to give it a couple of tries at the end, but they didn't come they through. They seemed so. a bit uh, dispirited for sure. Yeah. And I feel like uh, there was a lot of pressure on Deal and McGill to um, mm-hmm. contribute, mm-hmm. which I don't know what was going on there. It definitely felt like um, Dominic especially who didn't feel like she was really taking part that much. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, some something kind of fell apart maybe yeah. towards the end especially I don't, maybe it's just been a long time since they last played they're yeah. maybe not being up to scratch we have no uh, you know insight into what's happened maybe uh, we'll find out later um, yeah and maybe even going up against um, higher scoring loser whose losing score was higher than your winning score I, I guess maybe these things factor in it definitely does and also I think it's also because Paxman reminded them that they got a low score. Yeah, at the beginning, right? Yeah, so I feel like now um, we need to talk about um, Paxman's performance, which is a weird <laughs> thing to have to talk about. Yeah, I thought he was a little bit unkind to uh, Primaria at a few points, mentioning that, like you said, they didn't score too high. Um, ducked them five points, I think, just on the last word um, as, uh, as, as they buzzed in. I thought that, I know he does that, um, fairly often but I feel like you know at a, at a certain point when most of the question has been asked anyway I feel like you can cut them a little bit of slack yeah I, I, don't know. I would say there was a lot of conversation online about that about some people feeling it was unfair or you know the very English uh, saying out of order <laughs> I think that so long as he's been consistent on that part yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I think it's harsh, but I understand at the very least he's not showing favorites there. What I have more of a problem with is just the difference in tone he took between the two teams. Mm-hmm. There were definitely some moments where I felt almost dismissive how he was talking to Queen Mary. Yeah, and then, I mean, even about this interruption, he did say that um, it was a rude interruption, right? No, so that one was during the picture round where uh, he said to St. John's after oh. they buzzed in the second time round, we were rudely interrupted. Kind of even like it was... It, that wasn't even an interruption though no, I didn't get that it was kind of as if he was saying oh we were having this nice one on one kind of repartee and then these outsiders yeah. barged in on our nice yeah, little yeah that was really strange because I mean technically for that picture round I mean you can't really interrupt a picture round first of all yeah it was such a, so a weird turn of phrase strange, yeah. and look Paxman has definitely shown favouritism <laughs> towards Cambridge teams in the past. That's certainly not a conspiracy. He's an alumnus of uh, Selwyn uh, College. Yeah. It's very clear about that. He's done it in the past. And look, everyone is guilty of it. I am very vocal about my (laughs) favoritism for any Manchester-based university because it's my alma mater. Yeah, but I think as the the, the host of the question... At the same time, I host a podcast (laughs) run by two nerds who watch this on (laughs) the... Hey, hey, speak for yourself. Oh, please. You're just as much a nerd as I am. (laughs) Paxman is you know he's meant to be as impartial as you can be for this kind of thing yeah 
And also, you know, he's been a BBC journalist for 30, 40 years. Mm. I don't know how long he's been with the BBC. So, you know, their impartiality is literally baked into your personality. They remove the part of your brain where you're allowed to have an opinion <laughs> whenever you're a broadcast journalist. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that, I don't know, maybe it's becoming a bit more prominent now, or maybe there's other factors involved, I don't know. But there was definitely the language which made me feel like this is not fair. Yeah, Kumari didn't deserve it. I believe that this contributed to how deflated Queen Mary felt at the end. I, I would have. I think if I was in their place and I was being spoken to in that way and treated that way, I'd definitely feel it on, on live television as well. And even towards the end, when he, he said that Queen Mary had been pulverized, that I was that was a bit uncalled for. Honestly, that was absolutely not necessary to say. They probably already feel bad enough. Mm. And he has in the past, you know, Sussex scored the lowest of uh, this uh, era of university challenge and he was much kinder to them yeah yeah he said you know well done for getting this far and thank you for taking part when Queen Mary was just like you know thank you for taking part kind of almost kind of like cursory oh you are here as well kind yeah, of thing yeah and I don't think that uh, Queen Mary did anything in particular to deserve that I just thought it was maybe Paxman having an off day or, no I mean I don't know. you know very clearly they were outclassed it happens that's nothing not to say that they're a bad team they definitely showed signs of brilliance um, yeah there was like communications issues going on for sure mm. but I definitely got a sense of they are a team that earned their place yeah and, you know, they should have been treated with a little bit more respect. This is how it's coming across. Yeah. Maybe this was not intended, but that doesn't matter. If you are such a veteran of a broadcaster, you should know better than to so very clearly kind of use language in such a way. Yeah, so, well, this is the first time I think we've probably seen that this se- season. So I hope um, he doesn't do it again. I hope we don't see that again in the, in the upcoming rounds. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I'm sure that uh, if it's a, not a Cambridge team taking part, he's <laughs> better at being uh, balanced yeah. in that regard. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. So actually, I would not be surprised if there's some uh, complaints to Ofcom about this episode. Yeah, I, I think there probably would be. I don't know if people write in letters about University Challenge. I mean, they write people, in about all kinds I of mean, stuff. I mean, if people make a podcast about it, I'm sure people write letters, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. There's definitely some busybody who has <laughs> a lot of free time to write in. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm we're, sure. we're just going to talk behind his back online. So there. <laughs> all right. So what kind of uh, questions did you like? I thought there were a few pretty interesting ones. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about the questions I liked, I want to... Uh, Make a personal message to uh, the English geography nerd. Uh-huh. Look, you had your fun. <laughs> we understand that you have a niche interest that you want people to know about and you kind of like to punish people. Leave my history out of it. <laughs> How dare you? Masquerading uh, geography yeah. questions as history questions. Yep. Roping in history in your sick, sick geography game. <laughs> have you no shame? I kind of feel like we're just running with this strange story that we started and now it's just taken a life of its own. Until I am proven wrong, this is the narrative I'm going with. This is like a subplot in this podcast. And it the... feels personal because there are attacking my leash interest now <laughs> definitely definitely a couple of nerds who are doing this podcast oh absolutely you can tell <laughs> but yeah uh, outside of that I thought there were a lot of really fun ones I kind of liked the happy happenstance that we had the first bonus round was on Monsters in Fiction yeah after on Halloween. the day after Halloween yes on, on All Saints Day right exactly it was a lot of fun and I think this was one where a lot of people could get a few easy uh, answers if you know you play along at home yeah so the Lovecraft I thought was quite straightforward so was the Frankenstein yeah Um, so yeah Grendel I've never heard of him maybe I should look into um... that's from the Beowulf saga oh I see that's proper old school yeah uh, it's very very old isn't it one of the OG horror over a thousand years old at this point now yeah originally written in old English 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to read the OG stuff, uh, good luck because I can't make a tale of it. <laughs> but then, other than that, I enjoyed one which was about Welsh literature, more specifically old. Uh, oh, yes, that was good. Welsh uh, manuscripts because I personally have interacted with these. Not with the... Welsh people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have interacted with Welsh people. I did go to a private school, but, you know, there were some uh, Welsh people allowed on uh, premises. Okay, I guess you mean Welsh texts. Yeah, specifically these kind of old Welsh manuscripts because they were okay. a very useful uh, oh, primary source. For for history, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah I I have definitely read some extracts of uh, Geoffrey of Monmouth's uh, stuff. Okay. And so it was, you know, kind of nice to have that nostalgia almost. Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite enjoyable to read those old annals because uh, the language is actually quite elegant because, mm-hmm. you know, this is something you have to write by hand so you take real careful care when you're writing these kind of things. Yeah, and there's so much um, lost to history because people forget about these languages. Yes, and it's such a pity. Absolutely. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. uh, also another one, which yeah, this is also a geography question, but this was about the former princely states of British India. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, which might be actually a lot of people uh, listening who went to the English <laughs> education system, because we kind of forget to talk about our colonial history yeah. for um, nefarious reasons. But the fact that British India, for the longest part, was not just one contiguous thing; there were like little kind of semi-autonomous princely states where the local rulers were still able to rule I guess that's the part they don't want you to know well I think it's just we don't talk about British India full stop apart from maybe mentioning Gandhi and kind of you know in passing yeah it was certainly never covered when I was in uh, school Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that was just kind of interesting to have that uh, pop up yeah and then kind of accessing those states through the main languages that were spoken there as well so for for additional clues yeah the Telugu one was interesting because um, it's actually quite a broadly spoken language isn't it yeah yeah, I think it's quite broadly spoken in in the south. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't I wouldn't say you can pinpoint one particular state. I think it's spoken in many places. But Actually, there you go. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty big Telugu film industry as well. That's well, yeah, it's what <laughs> you'd never you know, think, but uh, hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars. But and you know, the Tamil uh, movie industry is massive. surprisingly massive. And that's only for uh, only two hundred million people. You know. <laughs> just you know, just a small little speck there. Yeah, tiny little speck of an entire people group. Um, also, because it's fun, uh, dogs in art. You mm-hmm. know, it's just fun that we have a whole round about uh, interpretations of dog in... Uh, I love that. I love that because um, we enjoy going on walks and spotting little, uh, people's dogs. That's true, yes. It's my favourite part of the day when it we is. get to see really other people's is. little fluff balls walking around. And then to see it on a, a picture around in paintings, that was a nice little treat. Yeah, one final one I want to mention is about the number 121. Yeah. Because that was actually a history question, but all around, you know, elements of number 121. Yes, so, exactly. So, you know, a Roman reform in 121 uh, BCE, mm-hmm. what um, Chinese dynasty incorporates yeah. a number, you know, between 121 and 163, I think. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly the number anymore. Mm-hmm. So the Han dynasty. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting way to uh, ask a history question. Yeah. Yeah, uh, although I'm slightly disappointed that uh, St. John's don't know about the Brothers Gracchi. Because mm-hmm. it's such a fun uh, name to say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even though the... the what uh, is it again? Brothers Gracchi. Gracchi. Yeah, the Gracchi brothers uh, were instrumental in doing uh, pretty big reforms to the um, oh, system. Oh, yes, that's right. They got lynched by the Senate for uh, the things they were doing. Lynched? That's crazy. No, literally beaten with sticks by uh, these older men in togas. Oh, wow. Yeah, Roman history is wild. Well, I mean, now you mention it, Roman history. They, they used to watch people fight to the death and get eaten by lions, right? Often they didn't fight to the death uh, because they were expensive to replace. Just just partially to the death. Oh no, Christians were fought to the death. Then, <laughs> you know, that's a whole other conversation about that. Mm. 
Um, and then I have one final one, which I want to mention, not because I like the bonus up, I just, I enjoy that, uh, the, one of our musicals yeah. where the first line is from the musical Cats. Yes, that's right. And we watched the movie Cats. Yes. Um, I dragged a uh, poor long suffering Yvonne to the cinema to watch Cats. I mean, I was, I was mesmerized, but not quite in the way that one would think. I had the time of my life because it was such a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie. I think five minutes in people started leaving the oh, cinema. Yeah. Because well, that was great. I remember sitting next to us were these two, I think, uh, theater people, theater, theater students, theater kids, yeah, and they were kind of talking about something, and then it started and they mutually left, yeah, which I thought was hilarious because I if mean, seeing fingers on cats might be human, human fingers, human, human fingers. hands, and Judy Dench didn't even take off her wedding <laughs> ring for the movie. Good lord, that yeah, film. and I love the conspiracy theory that allegedly there's a cut out there where they CGI'd on uh, cats' butts. <laughs> But they had so, to remove because they had to keep a PG rating. Someone went to animation school for four years just to put butts on cats. Yes, because the director is a hack and doesn't know how to make it. All movies. right, all right. Off your Sorry. soapbox. Fantastic uh, movie for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I would thoroughly recommend. Anyway, this is a University Challenge podcast. It is, it is. Do you have any favorite questions you want to talk about? I did kind of uh, hog the spotlight. Well, no, I thought those were were quite the number of questions that I liked. I quite also liked the um, the Russian ballet. Uh, yes. I mean, I think we mentioned that before, but that was fun purely just watching Chan and Ouyang go at that uh, question. And then the other two members of the team is kind of standing back and, and kind of spectating, like I said. I think that was uh, fun purely just because of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't... I've made it very clear. I find it slightly uh, tiresome when it's constantly classical music. Yeah. Just my opinion. Uh, you know, you're allowed to enjoy your classical music rounds. I just think that it's a bit overdone. Mm-hmm. But at least it was a ballet, so it was a bit of a different <laughs> style of classical music, at least. Yep, yep. At All least right. it's not opera. All right, so now let's move on to some stats. Yes, it is indeed time for stats, brought to us by uh, UC Stats on, on Twitter. Uh, Twitter. So, yeah, uh, great, great account. Uh, thank you so much for all your work. So, St. John's Cambridge, obviously, with 13 out of 15 starters. Ooh, um, wow. Really, really good, 87%. Um, mm. Clearly the stronger team there. Uh, bonuses, you know, maybe a little bit less than we would expect, only 18 out of 36. Uh, it's about 15%, uh, sorry, 50%. 50% exactly. Yep. Oh, wow. So, really? yeah, I mean, I think, you you know, I think it really was the starters that got them there, but maybe mm-hmm. they can be sharper on the bonuses um, in the future. And then Queen Mary, on the other hand, uh, four out of nine starters. Oof. So 44%, not too bad, um, but, you know, still quite on the low side. And then bonuses, unfortunately, just three out of 12. Ah, it was just not that night. It really, really wasn't, um, unfortunately. And then um, in terms of most correct starters, we had Chan with 7 out of 8, which is really one of the highest that we've seen Absolutely, so yeah. far, followed by Clark, uh, 4 out of 4. That's really good. Pretty good. Uh, and then Ouyang as well, 2 out of 3. But on the Queen Mary side, we had Deal coming in with 3 out of 3 correct, and then McGill with 1 out of 4. So, you know, good, good, um, I think good attempts by, by that team as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those stats kind of reflect what we were saying, right? That yeah. uh, we feel like uh, St. John's really were just a well-old machine getting things going and even though they weren't getting as many bonuses as maybe they'd want they were still able to get a very respectable 210 yeah I thought it was amazing getting plus 200 in a second round is quite an achievement because the questions really start to kind of escalate in their in difficulty uh, and I don't think that many teams this series have managed to crack that 200 I think we've only seen it two or three times 
in yeah, the first round. Yeah, exactly. So St. John's uh, did it. I think that was impressive and wonderful. Absolutely. Um, I look forward to seeing them again. Yeah, this is just, I think, has cemented the fact that this is going to be the team to watch. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I look forward to who they're up against next time. Indeed. Uh, well, before we uh, wrap things up, we, of course, have to talk about our best dressed. The most anticipated. Absolutely. So three, on the count of three. Two. One. Oh, oh Yang. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I think that was quite a clear one. Um, really nice kind of dark top there. Uh, with her earrings and a necklace, I thought it went very well. Very similar to what she was dressed in previous times. She definitely has a style, doesn't she? Definitely she definitely has a child. Uh, a chi- <laughs> I hope she doesn't have a child. It'd be kind of tough to be studying in uh, Cambridge with a young child. <laughs> she definitely has a unique sense of style. Yes. I think it works really well for our best dressed. Absolutely. Although, I have to say, uh, Dominic, also close second for me. I think that that was a very interesting um, yeah, style that yeah, she had. Yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, kind of, kind of old school dress. Yeah, with the color, yeah, and of course, I have to give a special mention to Clark's haircut, mm-hmm. which um, got quite a bit of gentle ribbing online. I would say, <laughs> yeah. My favorite uh, was someone saying uh, when your mates were telling you your uh, pandemic haircut was okay, so you kept on doing it. <laughs> Your thought was, okay, maybe a little bit mean, but it was definitely um, a bit wild. Uh, a little bit, just Considering bit. the very elegant kind of man. Yeah, he has man kind of tied it up before. But, you know, we are a wholesome, good podcast, so we don't go into that territory. Look, it's all in good fun. I thought that he still managed to pull off the look. Yeah. I'm just stating that uh, it was uh, a subject of conversation online. It was a subject of conversation. And it didn't feel mean-spirited. It was just kind of like, kind of gentle. <laughs> For example, when Star Marshall uh, showed off his haircut last yeah, season, which right, um, right. earns on quite deserved um, question marks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, again, this is an entertaining team. I like them a lot. Absolutely. So, Seems yeah, like we'll be seeing... Seem like very nice people. Yeah, actually, last season's uh, St. John's were also a very strong team. Yeah, I think so. They were just unfortunately against a much... Uh, I think they were... One of the ones that went against Warwick in the second round. <laughs> oh, Warwick just Warwick pulverized. Speaking of pulverized. Absolutely. <laughs> so that would be it from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun doing this. It and is. if you haven't, uh, you might still be able to jump into uh, the uh, Fantasy, Fantasy uh, University Challenge. It's always a great deal of fun. Please do uh, give that a search on uh Twitter and uh, take part. It's so much fun. Yeah, and then speaking of Twitter, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram as I got that one. Mm-hmm. I'm drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who sent us messages and emails in the past. Uh, we've enjoyed doing this show um, and we hope you enjoy it as well. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.